welcome to Quirky Cooking Chats. I'm your host, Jo Witten, and today on the podcast, we will be talking about breakfasts on the go. Um, and to be more specific, nourishing breakfasts on the go. We all have those times where we just need to get out the door as quickly as possible. And for some of you, it seems to be most mornings. I have a lot of messages from people saying they really struggle with breakfast because they've got to leave at 5 a.m or they've got sports training in the morning before work or school, and they really need something nourishing that they can grab and go. So we're gonna talk about those kind of breakfasts. We're also gonna talk about breakfasts for those of you who have maybe got five, 10, 15 minutes to spare in the morning where you can warm something up and sit down. And we're going to have some options for those of you who are egg-free because I know not everybody can have a you know, a quick batch of scrambled eggs for breakfast, which is my favorite go-to for a quick breakfast. Um, so we're going to talk about lots of different ideas. Most of these recipes are either on my blog or in some of my videos online, or they're in one of my cookbooks, life-changing food or simple healing food. So if you have those cookbooks, you'll have plenty of options to choose from. If not, don't worry, there's plenty online as well. So what I'm gonna do is talk you through some ideas and then I will be putting these ideas up on the blog for you to click through the links and then you can have a um, something to reference later. All right, but I will show a couple of videos during this podcast as well. So for those of you who are listening to the podcast on your podcast app, if you want to watch the cooking videos at the end of this podcast, just pop over to my YouTube channel, Quirky Cooking, and you'll find them there. All right, so I'm sure you've all heard that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Sometimes when you've got a busy routine, it just doesn't allow enough time to cook up a nourishing meal every morning for, before work or before school. But we do know that it makes a huge difference to energy levels and blood sugar stability if we do have something nutrient dense in the morning. So how do you get around that if you just don't have the time? Those of you who have been listening to Quirky Cooking Chats for a while or who follow me on um, my social media or on my YouTube channel, you'll know that I'm all about whole foods um, and reducing those refined packaged foods and easy carbs that end up not really doing us much good and I'm all about getting healing, nourishing foods into the diet. And every meal is an opportunity to get some more nourishment into your diet and into your children's diets if you've got kids. Um, so make the most of every meal as much as possible. So that's, that's what I'm keeping in mind while I'm thinking quick and easy and prep ahead and grab and go. I'm also thinking nourishing, nutrient dense, make the most of everything you put in your mouth um, so we want to keep that in mind at the same time and find a balance there. And I know not every meal um, we can, you know, have the most perfect choices, but we just do the best we can. Okay, so the usual breakfast food of toast and cereal may be simple and quick and easy, but it really doesn't last long. And it often causes bloating or blood sugar crashes later on in the morning. Um, I find found when I used to eat toast and cereal every morning for breakfast that within about two hours I was absolutely starving again and um, I had really so much trouble with fluctuations of blood sugar levels 
um, because I lived on carbs and we'll talk about that in a minute. But basically, if you're swapping over and transitioning to a nutrient-dense breakfast, you'll find that the difference in your energy levels is amazing and it really sets you up for a good morning of thinking clearly and having um, good energy levels and also it reduces the need for snacking. So we want to keep that in mind when we're thinking of quick breakfasts. We don't want to make it quick carbs. Okay, so I often hear parents say, um, my child doesn't like breakfast, he doesn't like eggs, he doesn't like porridge, um, he doesn't like, you know, the grain-free breads, and so it's very hard to give them something other than cereal. So I'm going to give you some, hopefully, some good options for those kids, and also um, for those of you who are so busy that you often skip breakfast altogether. So if you find that you're stretched for time and you often grab something as you rush out the door or you don't manage to eat at all, I'll be sharing some ideas for you and for those of you who have a little bit more time but just feel totally uninspired by breakfast, I hope I can help you get your breakfast mojo back. And also for the parents out there, they're really frustrated because their kids won't eat any of the healthy options that they offer for breakfast. Hopefully some of these ideas will work for you as well. Something that's really important to remember when it comes to breakfast is the importance of having protein and fats at breakfast time. In our society, we've sort of gotten away from this. Um, most people have, you know, the high carb breakfast and they don't really think about needing protein and fat for breakfast. It's more of a snack. Breakfast is like a high carb snack for most people. And the problem with that um, is that you're really going to mess with your blood sugar levels and your energy levels for the morning. So when you eat protein and fat in the morning, it helps to keep your blood sugar levels stable and it also helps to avoid cravings later in the morning and energy crashes. So a sugar heavy breakfast like toast, porridge with sugar, um, cereal, fruit, orange juice, coffee or tea with sugar, these cause your glucose levels to soar and then your pancreas pumps out insulin to cope with all that glucose and the rising blood sugar levels. And once the glucose is metabolized, which happens really quickly, your blood glucose levels then plummet. So even though you may have initially felt full and even a bit bloated after breakfast and you feel like you've got energy and you dash off into your day, you know, you've had your low fat, high sugar, oatmeal or cereal or coffee, but in a couple of hours you're starving and your energy is crashing and you start to get that brain fog um, and the, the, sometimes you'll get a dizzy feeling. So this is what was happening to me years ago when I was really unwell. Um, I was living on carbs and I thought I was doing well because I was grinding my own grains, making my own bread, cooking from scratch and I was using whole food ingredients. And so I was like, you know, I'm definitely doing the right thing with my diet. But within a couple of, like I was starving when I woke up at 6 a.m. I'd eat toast, a couple of pieces of toast. I'd have maybe jam or honey or peanut butter or something on my toast. And then I'd have a coffee with two sugars and milk. And I would have sometimes a fruit juice, um, sometimes some fruit with yogurt. But within a couple of hours, I was so hungry and my energy levels had crashed so badly, I'd be shaking, um, I'd get really bad brain fog and dizziness, and 
within another, you know, if it was two or three hours before I ate again, um, I would get so, this really starving, hangry feeling and I would stuff myself with bread and Milo in milk and all these things trying to trying to fill up that hole inside of me. Now, now I know it was a nutrient hole. Um, and then I would often have to go and lay down for an hour or half an hour to try and get my energy back. And then once my blood sugar levels came back up, then I'd go about my day again. And thankfully I was at home, but you can't do that at work. And what about kids at school? You know, they can't be having these big um, spikes and crashes. You know, the crash would come at about 9.30. They're probably doing maths and they've got brain fog and they're just like, oh, I can't even think. And then they start to play up and they want to get out of class and they're just, you know, it's really hard for adults and children to cope on a high carb breakfast. You just can't keep that stability of your blood sugar levels, your brain function, your energy levels. It just doesn't work. You've got to have protein and fats in the morning to keep that all stabilized. So I learned this lesson the hard way and within a few years, a few years ago, sorry, probably about uh, eight years ago, I started really having basically full meals at breakfast time, meals that included protein and fats, as well as some slow carbs. And we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and the difference was crazy. I stopped needing to eat every two hours. I started to, I was also really low weight because I couldn't absorb the nutrients in my food. So I started to um, gain a healthy weight um, I started to have better brain function. I could think more clearly. Um, and I found that if I ate at say 6.30 or seven or even eight, um, I didn't wake up starving. I woke up just with a, you know, regular kind of, oh yeah, I could definitely eat some breakfast, but not starving, I could wait. And then I would eat breakfast and then it would probably be four or five hours before I was hungry again. So the difference was huge for me. And this was great because by then I was traveling and speaking and it was, it's not the sort of thing where you can just constantly be eating. So making sure that I had that nutrient dense breakfast made a huge difference for me. So when you are on that high carb roller coaster, um, it's just a never ending cycle of spikes and crashes. So it's time to break the cycle if you are in that um, situation. So one of the biggest secrets to changing over to a nourishing whole food breakfast is to think of breakfast as a meal that is no different from any other meal during the day. It's just a meal. It doesn't have to be breakfast food. Try and start transitioning away from that idea that breakfast has to be breakfast food. That is a Western idea. You won't find that in traditional cultures. If you go to a village somewhere in Greece or Italy where they're still living much more traditionally with their food, you'll find that they eat traditional foods all through the day, not just at lunch and dinner. <laughs> they don't, you know, it's not unless they've been quite westernized. Um, it's very, it's very much a modern concept to have special food at breakfast that's quick and easy. And I think it's probably part of the industrial era where people were rushing off to work. And so um, we started having those 
quick and easy options, but there are quick and easy options that are nutrient dense. Just remember that when you eat a breakfast that has fat and protein in it, it will do the following things. It will balance fasting blood glucose levels. So when you wake up um, and your glucose levels are low, it will help to balance those glucose levels. It will support your adrenal glands and avoid fatigue. So if you're having a high carb diet with all the spikes and crashes, it actually is really bad for your adrenals and can cause long-term fatigue and even chronic fatigue. So really support your adrenal glands by having protein and fat. It will provide your body with a consistent energy source and will help to avoid mood swings. So avoid the hangry. <laughs> it will help to keep you satiated so that you won't need to snack all morning and, and help you avoid the sugar cravings. And it will also avoid that blood sugar roller coaster throughout the day. Okay, so now that we're no longer stuck in the toast and cereal for breakfast way of thinking, breakfast often consists of leftover dinners for us or soup or stew or whatever is in the fridge. But if you find a meal hard to stomach in the morning, I understand it's something that you have to get used to. And there's plenty of other options. So before I talk you through specific breakfast on the go options, here's some general tips to help you get started. If you've got fussy kids who don't like your breakfast ideas, I do recommend trying to save some of their favorite dinners in small servings and then warm those up for breakfast. For instance, if your child absolutely loves um, spaghetti bolognese, make a good healthy version, save some for breakfast and offer them that for breakfast. You'd be surprised. They may be like, oh my goodness, this is awesome. Um, or butter chicken, or um, for, for my kids, it's things like huevos rancheros, or um, they like breakfast casserole, or things that we would have for dinner or breakfast. So I often try to make a bulk amount at dinner if it's something I know they love, and then they'll have that as leftovers for breakfast. And a lot of kids will actually really enjoy that. And it's totally okay to have pizza for breakfast if it's a good, healthy, nourishing, pizza or pizza, which you'll find in life-changing food. All right, time pour in the mornings. Do a weekend cook-up of all sorts of breakfast meals or snacks that are nourishing and that can be frozen in single serves. And then you take some out of the freezer the night before, pop them in the fridge, let them thaw out, and then they're ready to heat and serve in the morning. We'll talk about some specific ideas for that in a minute. You can do a bake-up of muffins, breads, those kind of things, wraps and freeze them in single serves. Maybe have a snack drawer or a basket or a box in the freezer that has breakfast foods and snacks in it and let the kids choose something the night before and pop them into the fridge and let them thaw out and then in the morning they can just warm them up. Another good idea is to keep a list on the fridge or on the notepad on your phone and just jot down any ideas that are working. Whenever you find something that works for your family for breakfast, jot it down so you don't forget because we always get stuck in a rut of the same things and we forget what it was that we've enjoyed at other times. Um, so that build your list of favorite recipes for breakfast. And think savory as much as possible. Protein, good fats, keep the sugars low, Include some veggies if you can, either fermented like sauerkraut 
or raw, like some carrot sticks or some snow peas or something like that, or um, some cooked veggies, leftover veggies, roasted veggies from the fridge. Um, and that will really help with energy levels and brain function and also hormones. So balancing everything out to keep you um, going strong all through the day. Make sure that you include good fats. Now this is something that is a whole nother subject and we are going to have a podcast on this soon with a nutritionist, but basically good fats and good quality, traditional, natural, saturated fats are actually of great benefit for your brain health, your hormone health, your stress levels, your gut health, and it's not something to be scared of. So make sure you include things like avocado, full fat yogurt, eggs fried in a bit of ghee or olive oil, um, some olive oil drizzled over salad leaves or veggies, some butter on grain-free muffins or toast. Um, make sure that you add some sour cream if you can, like good quality homemade sour cream, or um, fry some, some veggies in some tallow. So those kind of fats will really help with all of these things we've been talking about, keeping your blood sugar stable, um, helping you not to have brain fog, helping you to be full for longer. All of these fats are really helpful for your health. The low fat myths were busted a long time ago and there are plenty of studies proving that these fats are good for us. We will have a podcast on this very soon and um, we'll focus just on that topic. But I just wanted to mention it here that it's an important part of breakfast and it's not something to be worried about. The only fats that I would be worried about are the refined vegetable and seed oils. Those are not good fats and they cause inflammation in the body. Stick to traditional fats. I've put together some ideas for delicious filling and nutrient dense breakfasts. Some are as easy as taking it out of the freezer and chucking it in a blender and blending it up. Some are grab and go. Um, others will take five or 10 minutes to warm up on the stove or in the grill, but all of these recipes are easy and yummy and you can prepare them ahead. And they are all gluten-free whole food recipes. Some are grain-free, some are dairy-free or have dairy-free options. And there's plenty of nut-free variations as well. And I've included heaps of egg-free recipes because I know many of you have egg allergies um, or are just tired of eggs because you've overdone the eggs with the go-to quick breakfast. Um, so I just wanna help you have some ideas to transition away from toast and cereal. So I'll be getting the, this list of recipes up on my blog as soon as possible um, with links so you can find the recipes or the books that they're in. And there's plenty of cooking videos that you can watch as well and I'll link to those and um, I'll also share a couple of simple cooking videos in this podcast as well so if you are listening on a podcast app you may want to watch the video on my quirky cooking YouTube channel um, because you'll be able to actually see some of the videos there all right first of all for those who love cereal or porridge for breakfast Here's some steps to move towards more nutrient dense options and some recipes that include proteins and fats. Paleo granola is probably one of the easiest ways to start moving away from cereal that's highly refined, contains vegetable oils and sugars and is just basically fluff. Um, so paleo granola is a lot more filling and it's made with um, nourishing ingredients. Um, you can see some recipes in my cookbooks 
um, and I think I may have one online, but basically it's things like nuts, seeds, coconut, flakes, toasted. Um, you, you may have some dried fruit in there. Um, sometimes they include other ingredients. This is one of my favorites if you want to buy one. This is the Primal Alternative Fat and Seedy Granola. And the recipe, I'm sorry, the ingredients in this um, include peanut butter, protein and fat. <laughs> um, and it's got nuts and seeds and coconut, and it's got just a little bit of maple syrup to sweeten. So that's a really good option. And I would recommend serving paleo granola on some full fat yogurt, or you could have it with some milk. Um, so like a dairy free milk or whatever you prefer, maybe add a few berries. Um, and that's super quick to prepare. And I like, if I'm in a rush, sometimes I'll just put some plain yogurt in a jar, drizzle it with a little bit of honey, add a handful of paleo granola, generally this one. Um, and if I've got any berries, I'll add those and then screw the lid on the jar and take that with me with a spoon and I'll eat it sort of on the way or at work or something. So that's a really easy option. If you like um, sprouted buckwheat, there is a recipe for sprouted buckwheat granola on my blog and also in my quirky cooking cookbook. And that one you can make, I usually make a huge batch at once. So a big bowl full of um, buckwheat, you sprout it and then you dehydrate it with some spices and a little bit of honey. And then that makes a really crispy, light cereal. You can buy that um, at health food shops as well. If you love porridge, and you don't have gut health issues, so you're okay with oats as long as they're maybe organic, gluten-free is the best oats to get if you can. Um, if you want to make a soaked porridge, that's, you know, it may be fine for you. Some people can handle oats and some can't. Um, but if you do want to have oats, use organic oats that are rolled, not quick oats, and soak them overnight with milk kefir or yogurt and a pinch of salt, equal amounts of rolled oats and milk kefir or yogurt. Mix them together, leave them out on the bench overnight covered to soak with a little, just a pinch of salt in there. And that helps to break down the anti-nutrients in the oats and makes them much easier to digest. And they also cook quickly in the morning. So in the morning, you just put them on the stove. I sometimes add a little bit of water or a little bit of milk and then cook them on the stove top with, add some cinnamon, nutmeg. Um, you could add a bit of ginger if you wanted to, a bit of butter or ghee, so you get some good fats in there. Um, and then I usually just give it a little drizzle of honey or pure maple syrup, maybe add some berries. If you want to, you can add some dried fruit, but just make sure that you've got some either butter or ghee or full fat yogurt or coconut yogurt. So you've got that protein and fat to balance the um, carbs, but that is a good slow carb option for those of you who just really love your porridge. If you're working on gut health though, it's best to move away from oats for a while as your gut heals because they are difficult to digest. Um, and you can use the option that is in my life-changing food cookbook, which is the um, apple cinnamon nut porridge. That one is so delicious and you'd be surprised how much it tastes like porridge and has that porridge texture. So I use finely chopped nuts, um, which are either activated or you can soak them. And um, I use that instead of the oats, but also with chopped apple in there, really finely chopped apple. And there's a creamy texture because it's got 
either coconut cream or you can use pure dairy cream if you want to and egg yolks and it cooks all together so it's really creamy um, and you can prepare that one ahead i recommend making a double batch preparing it ahead you can put it into ice cube trays or something and then pop them into a bag and then you can just thaw some out in the fridge overnight and just warm it up quickly on the stovetop. it'll take you a couple of minutes to warm up and then you've got a nice hot breakfast so that's a really good one for those of you who are avoiding oats and another option if you're avoiding oats is chia pudding. That's just like, it was such a big hit, like maybe eight years ago, it was such a big thing, chia pudding. Um, and maybe you got into it back then and haven't had it for a while. Um, it is a great option and you can have it warm or cold. So the good thing about chia pudding is you can just, the night before, just mix 100 grams of seeds, chia seeds, into a liter of milk. So cashew milk, coconut milk, almond milk, or dairy milk whatever you prefer and then pop that into the fridge and it will the chia seeds will swell up in the milk overnight so you don't have to cook it um, you can add cinnamon nutmeg ginger whatever you like vanilla cardamom um, you can soak it overnight and then in the morning drizzle it with a bit of honey maple syrup or add some berries or fruit um, I often like to have roasted fruit in the fridge and then I'll just add a spoonful of that um, add a blob of coconut cream, put it all in a jar and off you go. Or you can set the, so you can mix the pudding, the chia seeds and the, and the milk and the spices or whatever, um, mix it all together, pour it into jars and then add a spoonful of roasted fruit, put the um, top on the jar and pop them in the fridge and in the morning they're ready to grab and go. So you don't need to cook it, um, it's really easy to do an overnight soak for chia pudding. Custard is and, and pudding is also a great option for kids who um, you're trying to ease away from the cereal, from the refined cereals. Um, I know it seems a little bit odd to have custard or pudding for breakfast, but the, the recipes that I have in my cookbooks are very nourishing, also on my blog. Um, so they're based on usually coconut cream and milk, um, or cashew milk or almond milk um, and they have a bit of butter or ghee in them they have eggs they have a little bit of honey sometimes they'll have fruit in them like bananas um, and it's a nourishing breakfast why not it's got fats and protein um, and a bit of carbs so what we've done before is make a custard and either um, you can easily make it in the morning if you have a thermomix it's super quick eight minutes um, to cook so you can chuck it all in go get ready for work come back it's cooked and then it's still hot pour it into um, you know bowls and have some fruit in there um, sometimes we'll do things like buttered apples which are um, sliced apples cooked in butter in a frying pan um, with a pinch of cinnamon and it's got just enough sweetness that you don't really need to add any and then having that with some warm or cold custard is really delicious for breakfast um, or maybe some uh, and toasted nuts over the top is great as well if you can have toasted nuts or seeds um, or you may want to make apple crumble apple crumble can be nourishing like if you've got a good um, grain-free topping which you can find also in my cookbook um, if you have a good like good grain-free topping low sugar filling so you don't really need the sugar in apples 
um, and then a bit of custard or some yogurt on top. That's a great breakfast for kids and you may find that they're quite happy to have that for breakfast. Make a big tray of it, keep it in the fridge and they can have that for breakfast. Same with fruit cobbler, my blueberry upside down cake. Um, serving those low sugar, nutrient dense, protein and fat type breakfasts um, even though they're traditionally a dessert, if they're really nourishing versions of that dessert, they're okay for breakfast. I've had people tell me they've had my pumpkin brownie pudding for breakfast. I had pecan pie for breakfast the other day because my pecan pie is very nourishing and it doesn't have all those, um, you know, high levels of sugar in them. So yeah, don't, you know, try to think outside the box a little bit. And just keep in mind that the principle is protein, fat, slow carbs. So whatever fits into that box is fine. <laughs> All right, and a lot of these are really fine cold. So, you know, grab a piece of pecan pie, grab a, um, a bowl of apple crumble as you go out the door and they are fine cold. And then of course, there's the traditional yogurt and fruit for breakfast, which is completely fine as long as you're not having low fat yogurt because your blood sugar levels will crash because it's too high in sugar. Um, go for full fat yogurt or Greek yogurt that's plain and doesn't have any sugars added. You can drizzle it with a little bit of honey because honey is a natural sugar, um, but keep it low and have some nuts and seeds or, or um, things like that with it if you can, paleo granola, coconut, um, and maybe some um, stewed fruit without any sugar in it. So that's also a great breakfast. Okay, moving on to bread, toast, muffins, pancakes, waffles, pastries. Um, if you're like me, you will go for that every time if it's a possibility. Um, if I have sourdough in my kitchen, it is such a difficult thing for me not to eat it at every meal. <laughs> so I try not to have it too often. Um, but I love to have good quality grain-free breads and muffins on hand because then I can um, have those for breakfast and it's very quick and it's also really nourishing and filling. So it's not the same as a white fluffy piece of toast which lasts for about 10 minutes. <laughs> so grain-free breads and muffins, there's heaps of recipes in my cookbooks and on my website. So if you just go to my website, Quirky Cooking, and search grain-free bread, you'll find a grain-free bread formula that um, gives you lots of different options. So you use the base formula, you add vegetables into the bread. So you can do pumpkin, carrot, zucchini, cauliflower, um, whatever you like, and it's all grated up in the bread. Um, it's made with either almond meal or pepita meal. So you can do a, a um, grain, sorry, you can do a nut-free version if you want to. Um, it's got eggs, it's got fats, um, and it also can be made into muffins that are sweet or savory, bread that's sweet or savory, fritters that are sweet or savory. So there's heaps of options with that one recipe. So look it up, it's quirky cooking, grain-free bread formula. And you'll find that formula in both of these cookbooks also because I just really find it's a base recipe for a lot of my recipes. So I'll often make a loaf of say pumpkin bread and then slice it up and then pop that in the freezer and then that's um, a quick and easy breakfast. Um, just take it out and pop it in the toaster. 
or I'll make some muffins. At the moment in the freezer, we've got blueberry muffins and um, there is a recipe for that in Simple Healing Food if you want the specific blueberry muffin recipe. But um, yeah, there's so many different options that are very easy for breakfast. So I'm just thinking through some on my website and in my books, there's the banana pecan spice bread, which is delicious toasted for breakfast with some butter um, or even peanut butter on top. Blueberry muffins, apple spice muffins. Um, there's banana chocolate muffins that are egg free. For those of you who are egg free, that one um, is a good one for, just don't put the ganache on top. And it's actually, you know, it's fine for breakfast. Serve it with some yogurt or something like that to add a bit more good fats. Um, nut butter pancakes are a great one. We like to make those ones ahead of time and then just grab them out of the fridge and warm them up for breakfast. That recipe is in Simple Healing Food, and I'll show you a little demonstration of that at the end of this video. Um, fritters, you can make them savory with some um, corn and be white beans in there. You can add some cheese, some olives, or you can make them sweet with some apple, banana, um, you know, whatever you've got really. And when I do um, banana fritters, I often just make that with a buckwheat batter. So you can look that one up on my website as well, um, banana fritters. Wraps, tortillas, spinach wraps, gaps wraps, I've got recipes for all of those. They're all, um, there's all different grain-free and gluten-free wraps. There's also a spelt tortilla on my blog. Um, I love to have those made up ahead for breakfast. They're really, um, that's one of my favorite breakfast foods is to um, get a wrap and warm it in the pan with a bit of butter and then um, add some cheese and scrambled egg and a bit of sauerkraut and roll it up and that is a really delicious breakfast. You can um, prepare the rolled up wraps and have them in the fridge ready to go with some you know, chicken or scrambled egg or um, salad and hummus, whatever you like. They can also be a grab and go kind of meal that's eaten cold as well as hot. Scones are a very traditional breakfast food. We always, when my kids were little, I often would hop up in the morning half an hour early and quickly make some scones because they're actually very quick to prep. Um, and then you pop them in the oven and they take like 15 minutes to cook. Um, and then we'd have those with maybe, sometimes they'd be cheese scones or pumpkin scones or, um, you know, serve them with bacon or something like that. And they're just a really nice way to um, fill everybody up in the morning, but make sure you add some protein and fat with that so it's not just the carbs. So maybe have them with cheese or some pate or some lemon butter, um, some peanut butter and jam. Um, I like scrambled eggs with mine. So if you can have eggs, that's a great way to serve them. Um, and there is a grain-free scone recipe in life-changing food. And if you search quirky cooking grain-free scones, you'll find it online as well. Try making some crackers also. I find that's really helpful. If you make some seed crackers or the buckwheat and almond crackers in life-changing food, they are a great um, quick breakfast because you can serve them with nut butter or with pate or pesto or fermented cheese dips. Um, have some cheese and tomatoes with them or just like, pop them in a container with some dip and take that with you if you have to grab it and go. Um, so that's also a, 
quite a filling breakfast, especially if you are making your own pate and you have some buckwheat and almond crackers. That is a meal, so delicious. Grain-free pastries are probably one of our favorite grab-and-go breakfasts because um, we make a big batch at once and freeze them. And then I just put some in the fridge to thaw out overnight and then heat them up in the grill in the morning or we eat them cold. So when we're away for the day, if we're um, gonna be out all day long, I'll often take some in a cold bag. Um, and some of our favorites are the kale triangles, which are in life-changing food. Um, the herb and cheese fataya, which are, um, let's see, they are in my pastry ebook, but I've also shared them on social media. Um, mini quiches or even pastries or pasties filled with some leftover stew or savory mints. So it's the folded over pasties and just make them small um, so that they're just hand held size. And that is the perfect thing to have in, in the car for breakfast when you're rushing. Um, and I often have made those for my kids for um, a quick breakfast, like make them ahead, prepare them ahead. If you want a quick sweet option for breakfast, peanut butter protein balls are a great one that you can have ready to go. Um, and things like uh, my walnut and cacao nib bliss balls or the cookie dough balls, those are great to have cold in the fridge. And you could maybe just take a container with some of those protein balls and some cubed cheese, some fruit, some nuts, some seeds, some you know bits and pieces in a container that you can snack on if you're rushing. And that can definitely be prepared ahead and just grab in the morning. Okay, I have a lot more ideas, um, but I'm gonna have to break up this podcast into two podcasts because I just have so many. <laughs> so we still have to get on to the mini breakfast meals and the egg-free meals. We did mention a couple of egg-free ideas, but I have a lot of ideas with eggs and without eggs coming up. Um, I'm going to attach a couple of videos at the end of this podcast, this episode, for you to watch. And then next week, I will share some more um, breakfast ideas with some more videos for you. Okay, I hope that's helpful. I will be back next week with more ideas. Let me know if you try any of these and I will be getting them up on my blog. Um, I'll also send out a newsletter this week with um, links to these ideas. So if you want to subscribe to my newsletter, it's um, just go to Quirky Cooking and you can find the subscribe button or you can scroll down to the notes below and subscribe. I often send out my meal plans with links to recipes and videos to help you put together these kinds of plans and get started on this way of eating. All right, thanks so much for listening. I'll be back next week with lots more ideas. See you then. Here's a few little videos for ideas for breakfasts on the go. I usually roast a bunch of veggies at once to use in different meals. So next time you're roasting some veggies for dinner or you've got the oven on, just go ahead and roast some pumpkin because then you've got that to use in things like pancakes. While I'm at it, I'm also roasting some sweet potatoes. So these are just whole, just give them a wash and pop them in the oven. And I've got another tray of pumpkin there for a savory pumpkin dish. Just going to roast a little bit of fruit just some blueberries i haven't got much fruit to roast at the moment but this is 
honey, it's just a bit crystallized, and um, a little bit of vanilla powder, and I'm going to add a little bit of water just to make sure I get enough juices in there because this is to go with the pancakes. Might add a little bit of cinnamon as well. You just cook the berries for about half an hour until they're soft and juicy. And the pumpkin takes about half an hour as well on 180. So you can pop them all in together. The whole sweet potatoes take about an hour to cook in their skins, depending on the size. And then once they're done, cool them down and pop them in a container in the fridge to use later. One of my favorite recipes to have on hand in the freezer, ready to go, is either grain-free bread, which you can make sweet or savory, plain or spicy, whatever you like. And either the bread cut into slices and frozen or the muffins. As you can see, I've got all different variations here. This is in Simple Healing Food. Um, so I'm going to make the olive herb and cheese bread, but cook those in muffin cups. And I find those great to have in the freezer ready to go. So this time I'm basing it on carrot. You can use carrot or pumpkin. Scrape that up. So you've got the grated vegetables, almond meal or seed meal, egg yolks, 90 grams of ghee or coconut oil or butter, fine sea salt and bicarb soda. So I'm going to mix that for about a minute. Tip that batter into a big bowl. Mix the egg whites in a clean bowl. Then add the egg whites into the batter and stir through any additions you want. So I'm going to add some grated cheese, some olives and some Italian herbs. I start by adding a little bit of the egg white, about a third with everything else mix that through and then fold through the rest of it and that just makes it have a lighter texture. So just fold that through gently. Into your muffin cups. So only about half full is probably enough if you've got really large muffin cups the oven. One of the classics for a prepare-ahead breakfast is either pikelets or pancakes and if you have a look at my Simple Healing Food Cookbook you'll see these recipes for nut butter pancakes and pumpkin pancakes. The nut butter pancakes hold together really well. They're more like pikelets. You can see I've made almond butter already. So this is roasted almonds and salt. And we've got some roasted pumpkin there or you can just use steamed and the eggs and just mix it all up together a little bit of water just put in a couple of tablespoons and then blend it and then check the consistency and you can use seed butter instead of the nut butter there's a no nut butter recipe not nut butter sorry in simple healing food if you want to do nut free Okay, so you can see that that's quite a thick batter. So if you want thinner pancakes, you can add a bit more water, but I think that's about right. So melt a tablespoon or so of ghee in a pan. I use cast iron. And then 
once that's melted, you can just add tablespoons of the batter. Just keep the heat at a stage where it's kind of cooking quickly, but not too quickly because you don't want it to burn and you want it to cook in the middle. Just wait until the ghee is hot, then add a spoonful of batter. If you can't have dairy, you can use olive oil, extra virgin olive oil instead of ghee. So when you add your batter, it should sizzle a bit on the edges, but not crazily. I quite like these thick like a pikelet. So these should be ready now. That's been about half an hour. If you do smaller muffins, they'll only take about 20 minutes. So just check them sooner and make sure. Just stick a knife in the middle. Yep, that comes out clean, so they're ready. These are delicious hot with butter, but they're also really good cold. And I sometimes just grab one out of the fridge and eat it on the run. And it's a really good breakfast or good lunch. So these are ready to turn over, some of them are. You can tell when they're ready to turn over by the edges being a little bit brown. And that's just on medium heat. So don't have it too high, especially in cast iron as it holds the heat. Some of those are not quite ready. As you go, you'll have to turn the heat down and it's right down on low now because I find that cast iron just really holds the heat. And sometimes with pancakes, I find I even have to turn the um, heat off for a minute and then turn it back on so that the pan doesn't get too hot. Just keep an eye on them. Don't want to overcook them. So when it's brown on both sides, then it's ready. Just to add a little bit more ghee or olive oil in between each batch so that they don't so the pan doesn't get too dry. What I love about these pancakes for breakfast is you can either have them sweet so we've got the roasted berries or you could use some jam or fresh fruit and then a drizzle of cream or yogurt or um, a bit of coconut cream so you've got the sweet version or savory version so you can add a slice of cheese and maybe some smoked chicken or some ham. I like a little bit of sauerkraut on top, some homemade sauerkraut, or you may want some avocado. I can't do this very well with one hand. <laughs> some avocado or some sauerkraut on top. So there you go. Delicious breakfast. And all you have to do is grab a couple of these out of the fridge, heat them in the pan, and then add your toppings. Or if you're in a big hurry, just spread them with something and eat them cold. A little bit of honey is really good. These pancakes will last in the fridge for about three days in a sealed container, or you can freeze them for up to three months. If you've got them in an airtight bag, just get all the air out of it. Um, but I usually just keep them in the fridge and then they get used for breakfast and snacks. I really love having cooked sweet potatoes in the fridge and I just chop them up into slices and then toast, uh, fry them in the pan. Um, for breakfast and if you want a bit of bacon with it you could it's just a really quick breakfast when you're in a hurry 
and I often just have that with a fried egg all by itself. Quite often just with a bit of butter on it, maybe some salad greens. So there you go, a lovely egg-free option for breakfast. Lots of ideas, hopefully, to get you thinking about ways that you can make breakfast time a little bit easier and be prepared. I call this my snack drawer. It's also the breakfast drawer. So at the moment, I've got a couple of small meals in here. This is the pork belly pumpkin hot pot. There's some, um, a grain-free chocolate caramel slice. These are mini quiches. Sorry, you can't see through these bio bags very well. Um, fat bombs. <laughs> um, and these are the savory muffins in eco bags. And underneath here, I have some Anzac Spice. So I just like to have um, freezeable snacks and breakfasts in this drawer ready to go. Those ideas were helpful. Thanks as always for listening and I'll see you next week.